Welcome back to episode number two of A Thousand Miles Apart podcast. I am Stephanie. And I am Takara. Um, We welcome you back again for more adventures and our conversations. Um, (laughs) We are two best friends of 24 plus years who sadly live a thousand miles apart. Uh, We just hope that you enjoy listening and maybe get a little engaged, enraged, a little laughter is always good for the soul. So uh, enjoy. Yes, please enjoy. So to Cara, a couple of things on the agenda today. One thing that I was wondering about is girl code. So women always talk about, you know, follow girl code, follow girl code, follow girl code. But no one ever has like a real clear definition of what it means, or sometimes in my opinion, it can be kind of selfish. So jump in at any point, but (laughs) I think, (laughs) no, because I really think that sometimes, you know, like if something was happening to you, someone was messing with you or, you know, something just wasn't right, I would defend you in a heartbeat. And I know you would for me too, right? right? You don't remain friends this long without standing up for each other when you need to or being there for some good girlfriend advice. But honestly, like when it comes to like staking your claim on a person, I feel like that part is kind of selfish. Like if I met, if I mess with him, he's mine forever. We have soul ties and you can't <laughs> come into that. You know, like that kind of BS. Like, right. I don't know. I find girl code to be kind of one-sided and convenient for some people versus something that you just follow as like a good person or a good human to another person. What do you think? Um, well, I do agree that there's no really clear definition of it. And some people seem to get confused um, between what they should be doing, I guess, morally mm. as girl code or just, um, you know, following girl code for the sake of following girl code. Um again, the informal girl code, which has no definition. Um, Mm -hmm. But basically, I think that some people do take it too far um, with the whole staking a claim forever (laughs) type of thing. And and yes, we are talking about significant others. um, As in, you have a, a good, good friend who maybe dated some guy in college 10 plus years ago, okay? And this guy you come across, you know him maybe in passing. You guys start talking and you find that you connect on Mm -hmm. that level. Um, Maybe you want to pursue it, but you kind of feel weird about it because, hey, your good, good friend dated this guy 10 plus years ago. You know, you want to make sure you're not stepping on any toes. But, you know, that's girl code to make sure that she's okay with it. But then mm. you have to think about does this even make sense? Like, this is 10 years ago. You don't expect anybody to still be holding a flame for someone from 10 years ago, um, you know, they're a free person to date whoever they want. Should you even have to ask your friend, hey, is it cool if I pursue this? You know, I I mean, it's weird. Girl code is weird to me. And I I think I'm going to get flamed for this. But I I just want people to think about some aspects of girl code. That's all. I mean, what do you you think? I agree. I think it's it's and that's where I feel like it can be kind of selfish like for example the two of us we live a thousand miles apart from each other if I dated someone and they moved to another state and just so happened to meet you and I never gave you any real details like it could have been a little fling so I didn't give you many details I didn't tell you his name or anything like that or didn't find anything there to really talk about because he you know he was just a 
a, a drop in the pool, you know, notch in the belt, whatever mm-hmm. the phrase is. But, you know, he didn't really mean anything to me. And then he moves to your state and the two of you hit it off as strangers. And I pop up and find out, oh, you're dating, um, I don't know, let's give him a name. Gerald, <laughs> you're dating Gerald. <laughs> oh, well, you no, know, Gerald not I, Gerald. Gerald and I Gerald. had a little thing, blah, blah, blah. I feel like in that situation, my expectation wouldn't be for you to leave Gerald alone because I had something with him. I feel like the expectation should be I'm up front with you. Hey, Takara, Gerald really, seems like a really nice guy. He treats you nice, whatever, whatever. But I think you should know that I slept with Gerald in the past. I think that's the obligation mm-hmm. for girl code versus, uh-uh, girl, he messed with me. Now you can't have him. He's mine forever. Like, I, I didn't create this man. He came from God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's God's property, not mine. So I don't expect you to lift up his shirt and see a stamp that says property of Stephanie. Because that that's, right. that's selfish as hell. But I think the obligation of girl code is the honesty between those two friends. For me to tell you, hey, I know that you're dating this dude now. I think you should know that we used to have something going on so that if your friend is not comfortable with that, she can make an informed decision, you know, having everything versus me and Gerald now acting weird with each other because we have a secret that we're keeping from you. I think that's more hurtful for us to just be secretive and tippy-toe around the subject versus just coming out and telling you. Like, I'm not even going to tell him that I'm going to tell you. My loyalty doesn't lie to him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like, hey, did you tell Takara we fucked up? Right. Like, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to ask him anything. I'm just going to come straight to you because you're my best friend. And you deserve to know in my eyes so that it's not weird. I feel like that would break our friendship up way worse if I just kept it from you and you found out down the line versus me just keeping it real with you. Right. Nobody wants to look like a fool. Right. Nobody, you know, and I just think sometimes girl code can, because I'm pretty sure you explained it this way before, girl code can make people either block their own blessings or Mm -hmm. block somebody else's blessings. You know, that's just the best phrasing that I can use for it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this could be somebody that was put in your path for a reason and because you're trying to appease girl code um you know you mess up your own opportunities for happiness and I don't think that's fair for some informal code between women that everybody's making up their own rules for I have seen I have seen uh women actually fight physically fight over stuff like this and Mm -hmm. it's kind of because I'm just like I mean okay maybe it was more I hate the phrasing baby mama but there was a child involved but it was an older child like a a teenage child um, that he had okay Maybe I should stop talking because I get people <laughs> are real different when it comes to their kids. I mean, I guess that's where the moral part comes in. Can you date your friend's ex from 15 years ago that you you, you had a child with 15 years ago? Is that permissible? I'm just going to stop talking right there. That, that I guess that's where, the, that's where the moral thing comes in. That is true. You know, that's where the yeah because I feel like if you and my husband got together down the line I'm gonna have to look at you funny and (laughs) like because I'm gonna have to risk being hypocritical now because in my my original story I I already feel some kind of way about it you know I'm always trying to play devil's advocate I'm always trying to see stuff from other people's point of view but I feel exactly for how the devil. That's the thing about advocating <laughs> for the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta be real careful because you might get burned. <laughs> like you got you had lines on him this whole time, but but it's 15 years later. No, you've been looking at my man funny for 15 years. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and that's where I can kind of understand certain parts of it. And I think you have to take that. It, that comes back to being transparent with your friend. Because at this point, like you were at the hospital when I gave birth to my first child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it, and I trusted you then to go back to my place with my, my then boyfriend and rest up as I'm in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? Because you're my, you're right. my best friend, and I you know that you're here for for your godson's birth, right? But right, ha, like if we were to break up, I would expect not for you to not have feelings. I would expect for you to be honest with me, and I think that's the part there. Because then I would still ask you the question: So, have you always felt like this? How long have you been looking at my man? Like I was. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm working on being a better person. I'm gonna. I, I would hope that if this ever a girl, to don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. But this comes back to what you said though about being loyal to your friend or being honest with your friend and right. open with your friend, which should be the real definition of girl code, not mm-hmm. presuming so much and then taking it from there and letting yourself be angry and hold on to all this anger about something that is not is not what you think it is like you need to have kind of open communication with somebody who you trust like that yeah because I with my life you trust me with your life like that is what 24 years of friendship will do for you um it, or it should, you know, anybody who's been friends that long, they should have a very close bond like that. And I'm just wondering what you're doing if you don't have a close bond like At that. At this point, um, I'm willing to commit a couple of crimes for you, right? Because you're you know, you're like my sister. Sister from another mister. Right. So if, if I don't if if another person doesn't feel that way about their best friend, you're 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 friending wrong. Let's, You're doing it wrong. Let's start and end there. You don't know how to be a friend, which is another topic for another time. But right. when it comes to this whole girl code thing, I feel like you you know me very, very well. And I know you very well as well. So I already know it, it might be kind of a touchy topic. And it, it's scary to even think, oh gosh, now I gotta tell Takara I'm kind of looking at her man, or Takara has to tell Stephanie she's looking at her man. No matter how long we've we've broken up. And it's it's touchy because sometimes sometimes like maybe you might have distance between you and the man, right? So you're not uh-huh. thinking about him because it's out of sight, out of mind. But it, it's not even feelings as far as I'm still attracted to him. It's more like the shock. But it comes off as I'm still attracted to him or I still want him. I was holding out or something. But real talk, right. if you if you and the hubs ever just please just no, don't do it. I, I, no. I have no other choice. He'll hear it, whatever. If for any reason <laughs> the two of you had something that developed down the line, I would feel I would think at this point, because it's a different dynamic, both of you are my best friends. And if we if we got divorced, I don't expect him to still remain my best friend, but we're mature enough to co-parent, I would hope. Not, let me find some wood to knock on before I mess up my marriage during this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but, but, I'm just sitting here like, you know how weird this is right now? I, I, I knocked on the wood. I'm just, I it, it, please wood. knock on the wood. I knocked, like, I'm I'm, knock, there we go. I knocked on the wood. <laughs> But the whole point is, I would think that both of you would feel an obligation to me to say something because both of you know me very well. It's different than the Gerald scenario when this dude didn't know me from a can of paint in this scenario I made up in my head. But honestly, because I'm your best friend, we tell each other so much, I would never mess with a dude that messed with you. Like, that's just, right. that's just not in my nature for me to even go there. But... right. <laughs> I mean, spoken from someone That's where the moral part comes in versus the girl code part. Exactly. Like, girl code, yeah. That's how I feel about it, too. Never, I'm not touching it. Ooh, that's lava. 
The man is lava. Hot lava. <laughs> he will burn your feet. Don't step there. Don't step there. Because it's, what's the point? What's the... To me, I feel like if someone is made for you, someone is made for me, then that's how it is. But if I'm hanging around you, kicking it, and all this other stuff, I'm seeing you in action in your relationship. I'm hearing what you're telling me when you tell me different things about your relationship. And I don't I don't want to go into a relationship with someone that I feel like I know things about that they don't know I know things about. Like right, I, that's weird. It's super weird. Like you for the I feel it my husband for almost 17 years. Like the things that we have talked about from 2003 till now like no ma'am like you sh- no you <laughs> you know too much no <laughs> like nah. yes. i'm going in with an arsenal already i'm telling you now run bitch run like don't- <laughs> I, I don't okay so maybe do you think we contradicted ourselves a little bit maybe we did that's what we do that's why we talk this stuff yeah, out we have okay to talk it out. i do think that girl code can't be selfish to some degree because of how people use it against people if you use it against people but i think the expectation should still be that if you you should be honest with your friend the the girl code is the loyalty part if if you got a booger in your nose your pantyhose is sucking up your dress you know (sighs) something's going on where you just don't look as good as you think you do or i now want your ex all of those things should be a conversation between you and your friend, and that's where the code lies. But you also have to have a good moral compass. If I have spent 17 years talking through things with you about my husband, my family, my kids, whatever, then you might want to look at yourself like, shit, I know a lot. But right. if enough time has passed, that man could have changed. What I had may not be what you're getting. You know what? When it comes to, okay, so maybe I want to just kind of round off my feelings on this by saying that time, I guess time and the bond that two people had, it makes a difference Mm -hmm. in how you should approach these type of situations. Um, Somebody who has been married for as long as you have or in a relationship for as long as you have been and there's children involved and there's property involved and you know you have a whole life together okay a whole complete life together I don't care if this is 20 years down the line in my opinion that's he's not a good option no matter what period not an option Mm -hmm. as compared to the What's, what's his name? Gerald. Gerald. Listen, I have a cousin named Gerald. We're going to call him Daryl. Daryl. Okay. <laughs> um, so as compared to the Daryl situation, um, where it might have been a fling from years ago, um, the meeting was just by chance. It was a coincidence or whatever. I think they are very different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And as a friend, you should be aware of those circumstances or be made aware of those circumstances so you can do what is morally right for you. And if you are a real friend, you would take into consideration how your friend feels about it. Um, so like we said before, Girl Code should have two parts where it's open communication about these type of things so you're not carrying around either guilt or anger about something that could totally be talked out Mm. or you know the moral part of it where some things are just not right no matter how you look at it just in my opinion it's just not right no matter how you look at it and it's a testament to kind of who you are who you are as a person that you would consider it as a viable option well said well all right i'm talking about gerald daryl and the rest (laughs) of them so i've seen a meme online 
where this um I don't remember if it was a meme or just like a Twitter screenshot. But anywho, this girl said, you know, I got three thousand dollars from my many hustles. You got your money from your stimulus check. We are not the same. And oh. I'm like, what kind of hood booger? And I'm gonna say <laughs> it out there. I'm gonna put it out there. Okay, let's be real. Let's call a spade a spade, a hood booger, a hood booger. <laughs> like, what kind of hood booger are you for you to even fix your lips or fix your fingers to type this statement to say uh-huh. my many hustles got me this, not my not me getting my stimulus check. First of all, I wasn't broke when I got my stimulus check. I took it personally, if you can't tell. <laughs> I wasn't broke when I got my <laughs> stimulus check, boo boo. <laughs> Why is she saying it like that? Because <laughs> you have to speak her language. Because clearly, that is the that is how she sounds in her head when she's typing this on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? You you might seem you might feel like you're you're um you're just saying this in a way where you're you're trying to big yourself up, right? You're you're uh-huh. you're you think that you're really bragging bragging on your accomplishments, but you're not. You're actually being a dick. You know, to say, yeah. you know, I'm I I do have this hustle, that hustle, that hustle, but you got a stimulus check. That's how you got your money. Now I don't even really want to support you because you're a pompous asshole, and uh, I don't want your hands to touch my head because you got bad energy. Don't touch my uh-huh. nails. Don't don't design my clothes. Whatever your hustles are, don't do it for me. I'll pay more elsewhere to get away from that kind of energy. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like right. Why should you tear other people down to make the kind of comparison about how you got your money when you really, what you probably want to just do is advertise what it is you're doing as your side hustle. Right. So oh. and I think some people don't know how to do that, how to mm-hmm. big themselves up without the humble brag. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate the humble brag. It is quite annoying. Um, let me just see if I can find the definition quickly. Oh, here it is. I just happened to have it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> humble brag and ostensibly, God, that was a tongue twister. Ostensibly modest or self-deprecating statement whose actual purpose is to draw attention to something of which one is proud. So I don't think that the humble brag by definition is inherently bad. You absolutely should be proud of your accomplishments. Mm. Uh, you know, it's hard. I don't know anybody who is coming by life too easy right now. You know, not anybody in my circle, at least. And that extends to my Facebook friends, my work friends, my friends from high school. Nobody's coming by life easily right now everybody who has elevated themselves in a certain way has done it through hard work hard work and dedication nobody was handed anything and I'm always so so happy when I see people achieving anything it could be something so minor but if they are proud of it and they are happy for their achievement, I am happy for them. You know, if you weren't able to have a child for the longest time and you finally gave birth to a healthy baby, I am over the moon for you. If you just bought a house and it, I know what you went through to get that house, the many years of struggle, financial hardship and everything to get that house, congratulations you deserve it you work for that if you just graduated with whatever degree and I know that you've been through some stuff you know and not everybody has to struggle and Mm -hmm. not everybody has to struggle it is I guess I should clarify that you don't have to get my support if I know that you're struggling, you get my support just from me being happy for your achievements. But when you come off like a pompous asshole about something, as if you achieving what you achieved makes you somehow better than me, fuck you. Fuck you and that little house. (laughs) 
Fuck right. you in that little degree. You know, that's and how your I little feel about hustle. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck you in that little baby. I don't care about y'all. <laughs> that's like, a baby. Damn. That's <laughs> oh, a baby. <laughs> But you know that's just how I, this that's the petty side of me. Um, it's just a really, really, very, very tiny part of my personality, the petty <laughs> side. Those who know me know how true that is. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know that I just it's such a turn off. It, it is. is such a turn off. It's like how you don't. First of all, like thank God this was somebody's free shot of what someone else said but realistically like when you think about it people say stuff like that all the time you know we're we're not the same you know um I brag differently I travel differently I do this that and the third you don't have to bring other people down to make your accomplishments shine there are so much room in every industry for you to be great what makes you shine is your own effort, your the results of your work. And if if people like what you do and they, you know, use word of mouth to spread the word or you you make it big on an advertisement, whatever. But as long as you make a good name for yourself, the work speaks for itself. You don't mm-hmm. have to bring other people down like you're saying, I'm doing this and you peasants down there can't can't match up or measure up. Like that's right. That that doesn't make me feel like your work is worth my support at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, please, as long as you don't own any major corporation that I have to do business with, we will never do business with one each other, one another, because that is the the worst thing you can do. That to me, that is like the epitome of the crabs in the barrel mentality. You rather step on people's heads to get ahead as opposed to showing other people the way where you can bring them up or just, you know, do the honest way of, of advertising your services, your work. You can post a picture of what you've done. I always, when I think of side hustles, I always think of people who do hair and nails and stuff. Ultimate or, side um, hustle. No yeah. license needed. <laughs> no license needed, you know, but people always post pictures of their final product. I know people who are realtors who show pictures of you know, that the couple that has, has bought their first home. I've seen pictures of people, you know, digging up the, the first car they sold, the hair that they've done, the nail work that they've done, and you, or people who make cakes, you know, and you watch their progress over time. Stuff like that makes me happy and proud and stuff. And, you know, even when you, you first learn how to make a fondant layer, layer for a cake, I'm still going to support you and and show everyone, hey, I bought this cake and I'm going to tag you and all that sort of good stuff. But the moment you shit on me for getting a stimulus check that you got too. Right. You got it too. So if I have, how much was it? $1,200? If I have $1,200 from the stimulus check and you got 3000 from working, guess what? Now you got 4200 because you got a stimulus check too, boo. So what are you talking about? Because that's your side hustle, which means you actually probably have a real job and file taxes not as a business owner, and got the same money I got. Right. But I'm not counting your check. I'm not counting your, I'm not looking at your wallet and trying to figure out how you got X, Y, and Z. I want to cheer you on to make it impossible when you try to unfairly measure your success in a way that makes other people feel less than. You know what I'm saying? Right. I shouldn't read your post about what you've done and feel like, damn, how did how did I'm gonna making up names all throughout this whole thing? How did <laughs> Lachey get this and I'm over here struggling? Right. Not knowing you know you don't advertise your struggles online. I'm never gonna go on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and say, Oh man, I'm so broke today. I'm not doing that for what? No. No. Like um that whole thing, I mean, there's one that I saw where it was we travel different. I think it was we travel mm. differently. Um, where it was y'all in Vegas, I'm in Paris. We travel different. And I'm just like, what does that even mean? 
what does that even mean? We traveled it. So what are you saying? Like you're going somewhere that you consider to be more cultured. It probably costs you more to get there. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, what is the point? Do you actually feel better about yourself after you say stuff like that? Like, I, I listen, I pay for everything that I get. I travel on my own dime from the money that I get from working my job. Okay. And I have no complaints. Like my quality of life is good. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what it should all boil down to. Like you don't worry about what other people are doing or not doing, you know, that part. What's that other meme? Maybe this should be considered the meme segment, but it's that other (laughs) meme where it said your bills pay, you got roof over your head, you got food in your fridge to eat. You're, you're okay. Like you're not broke you're not broke you got everything that you need you took care of all your priorities first okay and I sometimes I do find that those same people who brag about stuff out loud and proud like that um where they kind of have to bring other people down at least in my experience I find that somewhere down the line you hear about some kind of crazy struggle that they're having oh yeah girl she had that um that Benz that she bought. I don't know why she went and got a Benz. She couldn't afford it, but more, but um six months. Like okay, because not, she spent her car note to go to Paris. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got my what is it Toyota Corolla. <laughs> Didn't I call it a Honda Corolla? You the did. Other day? <laughs> Sorry, I clearly don't know cars, but. <laughs> You know, I'm rolling around in my Toyota Corolla that's in my lane. I stay in my lane, and my quality of life is good. And even though these little memes kind of annoy me, they don't annoy me to the the level that it's going to affect my life. I just hope that the people behind the memes grow the fuck up. That's it. Yeah. Just grow up. Yeah, and, because- and just realize what works for you doesn't have to work for everybody else. If you want to go out and have 50 different hustles and make it so that your income every month is $10,000, that's a beautiful thing. And you know what? I will come and buy your cakes and I will go and get my braids done. But like you said, as soon as you throw something like that out there where you basically are alluding to what you're doing makes you better than me, mm-hmm. I don't care about you. I don't care right. about you anymore. I don't care to support you. I'm just over it because that kind of mentality, that's toxic to me. Yeah. And you lack integrity at that point. So yes. I can't trust you as a business person. You know, I don't want to fund that type of speech where you're basically tearing other people down to make yourself look good. Like, for what? You right. know what I mean? Like, I, you know, my husband told me the other day, you never talk about your accomplishments. Like, and I'm like, for what? <laughs> like, you you were there when I, like, and, you know, and I told him, you, you were there when I told you I wanted to apply for this or try that, whatever. I talked through a lot of things that I want to accomplish or whatever throughout the year with mm-hmm. him. And it's not for his approval. It's just, you know, sometimes I just need to iron out details. How do I want to go about stuff? Or, you know, talk talk through my anxiety or whatever. What's holding me back? And right. then I go for it. But I don't, when I say I don't broadcast stuff on Facebook, I don't even know if, pe- if you don't work with me or know me personally, you don't even know what I do for a living. Right. And I'm fine yeah, with that. Great. I love that. I love, I mean, I've been tagged in something so people can pr- probably figure it out. But you know, I don't advertise anything either. It's, it's none of yeah. anybody's business. Really, yeah, like, if, if I, I want to share in that, I will share in that with people. Um, and I'm certainly not ashamed of my job at all. But it's for me to know. It's not for you to know. Right. 
And it's like, yeah, you want people to share in your success at certain times. But I think really with, when it comes to like memes like this, I think it makes me realize I'm selective in who I should, who I share my success with. Like uh-huh. anytime something good happens to me, I call you, I call my husband, I call my mother and I stop. Like I don't, I don't have to ha- put the brags in a post, a hashtag, a t-shirt, any of that. But may- maybe it's just how I am as a person. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it's a Virgo trait. This is Stephanie trait. If I'm just a, a a more realistic human being than the the hood booger who wrote that post, <laughs> but I mean, and and not even they they don't even have to be hood. I just think it's it's just the level of class that I carry myself with. I don't have yeah. to advertise every little thing I do or whatever to make me feel like I have accomplished something because I know that I know my work ethic. I know what I'm bringing to the table. And I know that eventually you're going to see, if you're close enough to it, you're going to see the fruits of my success because it's going to be there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great no matter what I do. But right. this is probably probably the most I have bragged it. It brags this whole year is in this one statement. I know right. I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't have to put it out there in a way that brings people down. Now, if I if I were to graduate from something, like you were saying, you know, like you know, you get a degree, you get a certificate. There's kind of free classes out there right now, and people are sheltering in place and have nothing but time to do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if I if I were able to complete something and I just put it out there, hey guys, just finished X Y Z program, so excited, and I'll never talk about it again. Probably, right. I don't have to say, hey, I I I'm doing I'm up in my skills. The rest of you just sitting there in the house doing nothing. Step what? your no. game up, peasant. Right. <laughs> if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill, what have you been doing? Bitch, I'm working from home. I don't have time. Right. Like, I'm still working my same 40 plus hours a week from this house. Making sure that I can still afford the roof over my head, the car that I drive to get my groceries, the groceries that I'm buying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I... <laughs> I still have shit that needs to happen as a result of me working from home during the quarantine. So I don't have time to acquire a new skill all the damn time. Cause now I'm still, <laughs> I'm still mentally drained at the end of my work week. So you shouldn't even you have had, to justify anything. Exactly. You shouldn't, that, that is the peril of sharing your successes with people who may not be as genuinely happy for you mm-hmm. as me, your husband, and your mother would be. I'm happy for every single thing good that happens in your life. Are you kidding me? Because I'm just like, that is amazing. She's so good at what she does. She deserves every piece of success that she achieves. She deserves that. I know she deserves it. I know how hard you work for stuff. I mean, that is real support when you throw stuff out into the world it's no guarantee that that support is going to come back to you you know even everybody has haters whether you know about it or not i i would love to believe i don't have haters what what could anybody hate on me about i don't know but i i think i have haters i might have one and a half i don't know but But I'm just saying, not everybody is going to be happy for your well-earned success. So if you want people to be genuinely happy for you, maybe present your successes instead of shoving it in people's face with a, you know, almost a disclaimer of what are you doing that's as good as what I'm doing? Why don't you just put it out there and just let the positivity come your way and leave it at that. Like I don't believe in really sharing about, you know, the money that's in your pocket. I don't believe in doing that on social media only because I believe it makes you a target. If people know that you're, that you have $3,000, $4,200 that you hustled to get, there are people that you might consider friends 
who would all of a sudden try to hit you up for some of that. And I'm just like, don't even set yourself up for stuff like that. That's why I don't talk about money um, on social media or really just in general with people who I'm not super close with because it's none of anybody's business. But if you genuinely want to present your successes for the people who you consider to be friends and loved ones, then they will be genuinely mm-hmm. happy for you without that extra little, you know, nastiness thrown in. I agree. I totally agree. Like you, it's beyond a humble brag. It's it's being cognizant of how you sound, how you present yourself to the world. And excuse me, if you do have side hustles. That means that you have an entrepreneurial spirit to some degree. You you strive to, you know, be a business owner, be a boss and all that good stuff, right? That means you need to also think about the level of integrity that you present to the world because how you're presenting yourself, because most people start off with advertising to their closest people and then they branch off, right? So you need to start off with that high level of integrity now. Versus trying to shove it in people's faces. Oh, you got a stimulus check. I got my money from side hustles. You're losing your your business before it even starts. That's like the whole my my whole point. Like right. if you like when you think of most core values for any big companies and corporations and whatnot, their integrity is always built in there somewhere. You need to pay attention to all of that. Yeah. And present yourself with that at all times. So that you don't have people like me now just not not willing to even deal with you. I don't care how good your cook your cake looks, how great that, that hair is looking, I don't care how good you detail a car, nothing. I would rather take my business and that's with any business. If you're presenting yourself as a business owner, then do not say asinine comments like that and expect me to spend a dime with you. No sir, no ma'am. No, 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 no. I forgot the name I gave her, but whatever. You may get my coin. That's it. <laughs> Wait, the hood booger? Did I name her Lachey? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, I think no it was Lachey. Lachey. Yes. No Rodney, no um. Leroy, no Roger, <laughs> John, whoever. You're not getting my coin now because you have left a bad taste in my mouth because you don't know how. You have to start off with a business mindset and keep it going in order for people to actually feel confident in your abilities. And if you say stupid statements like this, I don't feel confident in anything you do because you're using my money to flex on the rest of the world. Done. And so I think, I feel like we did focus a lot on the business aspect of the humble brag. Um, But I wanted to see if we could segue a little bit into, um, you know, another topic Mm -hmm. that we want to talk about just for a little, a few minutes, because I think it fits in here very appropriately where, you know, I did bring up, you know, if you had a child recently, I'm more, I'm so happy for you. If you got your degree recently, I'm so happy for you, a job promotion, whatever, Whatever good that's happening in your life, I'm so happy for you. Marriages, oh my God, people still want to do that? <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> but, um, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about just general expectations. And I think it, it kind of fits in with what we were just talking about. General expectations of men and women by a certain age. Um in the double standards that come with that. So let's just say, for example, go back to the house thing. You buy a house by 30. That's amazing to me. You know, how many years ago? 50, 60, 70, whatever years ago, people, that was normal that you had a house by 30 because the economy was great. People didn't have to go to college to, um, to get these really great paying jobs, you could graduate high school. Sometimes you didn't even have to graduate high school. You could graduate high school and go for the job that you wanted. 
And I mean, work your way from the bottom up and you could end up in a really great paying job. And we can't really say that it's the same way now, at least it's different now. So anytime people achieve anything like home ownership, property ownership, whatever, ownership is amazing because it's not easy. It's really not an, and I don't own anything except for my car. You know, I, that's the only thing that I really own outright, but it's mine. Nobody can take it away from me. Um, So home ownership and especially by 30 years old, that is amazing. But when someone expects that of you, that's kind of annoying because not everybody is on the same path and not everybody is on the same time frame as you. So if you gave yourself a goal that you were going to buy yourself a home by 30 years old, that you were going to have a better job by 30, that you were going to, I don't know, get your degree or whatever by 30, and you managed to accomplish all that, that is amazing. But don't then look at me as if, you know, pushing 40 and I've only achieved, I don't know, what a third of what you have at 30. Don't look at me as, what are you doing with your life? We're on different paths. And I do feel like a lot of times women are held to different standards than Absolutely. men are held to by the age of 30. I mean, these may be kind of different topics, maybe we can work it out later about the men and women double standards, but I kind of feel like it fits in, but we can probably elaborate on it in another episode. No, but what I do you think? Like, <clears throat> like I, the way I look at it is from like the perspective of like how I was raised, right? So in my family, boys and girls were always on this huge, visible, noticeable double standard right we could be the same age stephanie's going to college the boys can do whatever oh it's fine if he takes a year off oh maybe he can go to trade school he can go to job corps whatever but i wasn't given those same options in conversation and it irked my nerves and even to this point in life like i feel like at by 30 people expect you to have a husband or at least be in a committed relationship. They expect you to have kids and all that good stuff. My, your life doesn't always go in the order of people's expectations. And I, I know for sure uh-huh. expectations, not even my own based on me growing up. I had my first kid at 20. He was born exactly three months before I turned 21. And when I turned 21, I went to go buy my first alcoholic beverage mm-hmm. legally with me <laughs> like and then I got married <laughs> what, what? oh I can't do math I got married about a little a little less than six months 30th birthday so that's a big gap same person but still a big gap so I feel like people put their expectations like you build your expectations sometimes off of how you were raised right and if I wasn't if I didn't deviate from right. the path that, that people had drilled into my head, I wouldn't have known that life would be okay if I didn't, um, if I didn't, you know, get married, then have a child or get married, buy a house, have a child. You know, I didn't even finish college. That wasn't even, right. like, it didn't bother me, but it bothered other people because it's always like, in my family at least, I felt like, oh, the girls have to be educated. Where the men can just be sloths, and you know, as long as there's a woman that's bringing them a plate, right. all is well. <clears throat> so I feel like a lot of the expectations sometimes come from how you're raised, and it's okay to deviate from it and not have a total meltdown because you didn't do things the way you were raised. And I think sometimes if you do deviate, you have a more realistic view of of life. Like it's not. There's no bomb that's gonna detonate because you didn't do things to the to the T of how you were raised or what you were taught. And those, it's it's kind of archaic to me. Like I don't I don't expect women to have it all together by a certain age or men to have it all together by a certain age. 
I just think it's, so at some point you just kind of have to throw those expectations out the window. Like, I have three kids. You don't. I don't feel like mm-hmm. we're any different um, as far as, like, you know, like, it makes me more, like, it, may, it doesn't make me better than you for me to have kids at this point and you don't or anything like that. Like, I would rather you have things in the way that Takara wants them to go because my path is not yours. You right. Know, it's not going to, it's not going to match up. It's not going to exactly. be cookie cut away for a woman to run her life by our age. And it, mm-hmm. and, but you get those people, especially the right. family members who, I mean, they've kind of, they've kind of stopped asking me at this point. And I'm really glad about that. But you do run into people, like if I run into somebody I haven't seen in five years who, you know, is older than me, a friend of the family or even a family member, and they're just like, they always sneak that in. Oh, how old are you? Oh, you're about to be what age? Oh, you still don't want kids? You still not? You're not not going to have no kids? You don't want Versus I just don't have. <laughs> right. But it's it's just like, this is a very calculated move on my part. Like you, I mean, and it is actually very insensitive to people that physically can't have kids um, for whatever reason. They just haven't been able to have children. Let's say they did want children. It is extremely unfair. Um, on my part, it's very calculated. Um, I'm so glad that my mother has a grandchild now. Thank you to my sister. Like <laughs> pressure off. It's it's great. So I don't have to. I mean, who would have kids to appease their parents? I mean, I guess some people do, but that's not something I'm gonna do because I don't feel like I have achieved everything that I need to achieve, or that I've reached a place in my life that mm-hmm. I want to reach in my life to be able to have such a huge responsibility on me. It, that's not for me, not at all. Um, but for some people, it works out just fine. It, I just, I'm stressed just thinking about it, just thinking about the prospect of not being prepared in the way I want to be prepared. And I think that's so fine for you to have I expectations. I don't like that, those I think expectations. I it's fine for you to set standards for yourself you know, like, this is how I want things to go, you know, and it may not be realistic to people looking in, you know, because that's not how they want it for you. But you know what you want for you, and that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing. You know? Yeah. And by 30, I mean, I, nobody ever said, nobody in my family ever came out and said, um, you should do this by 30. It was in my head kind of expectations that I put on myself, but I do feel like they were a lot, there were a lot of influential factors in my life where I was looking at pe- other people accomplish certain things and I kind of put a pressure mm. on myself. Um, so some of it is how you're raised, some of it is the pressure that you put on yourself to do certain things because I do feel like I accomplished um, some great Mm -hmm. things in my life that I can be proud of, but I just am not, this is me personally. I'm not where I want to be. And at 29, I probably didn't feel as much pressure as I could have, but at 31 and 32, and 33, I'm just like, I remember thinking, okay, like, when are these things going? When am I going to get these things ticked off my list? Um, you know, in regard to the double standards of men and women, I don't know if, like, I'm trying to think if I know too many men with that are homeowners or whatever. I feel like a lot of women are coming up in the home ownership game. All of the men mm-hmm. that I know that are married, uh, just about all of them, 
are homeowners with their wives. So to me, that's slightly different than being a single woman or a single man and owning your own home. All the, just about all of the single men that I know are not homeowners. Um, there's like maybe one or two that are, which is great for them. But I know quite a lot of single women that have gone out and bought their own homes. And whether that was for their own personal you know, sense of accomplishment because they wanted to do it or maybe they felt a certain pressure to do it by a certain age, I don't know. I really can't determine that because it does seem like, oh, oh God, I'm just going to get all the flames. It does seem like men get let off the hook much easier than women. You know, I don't know if there's any men out there that are facing a certain amount of pressure to do things by a certain age, you know, I, I don't know, maybe you got some old nannies or something who have grandsons that are about to hit 40 and they haven't given them any grandchildren yet. Maybe, maybe they're facing that kind of pressure. I, I don't it, know. It depends on the, the circumstances but, as far as men receiving pressure. I think a lot a lot of times, mm-hmm. if a man is not in a relationship, no one questions, at least from what I've seen, no one questions his decisions, what he's doing or anything like that. And it's like, you know, just give him time, just give him time, whatever. But if he's in a relationship, oh, he's know, still having fun. He's got, he's, yeah, he's got, you know, he's he, got time. He gets time to so no pressure. All, all that good stuff. Meanwhile, if he if he's in a relationship, what I've noticed is like my family members who are bro, friends and family members who are single men, they don't get the same type of unnecessary smoke as men in relationships do. So like for example, with me, mm-hmm. when my husband and I were just boyfriend and girlfriend, when you gonna marry Stephanie? When you gonna marry Stephanie? Because we we had our first kid quick as hell. Right? So everyone is like, when you gonna marry <laughs> Stephanie, when you gonna marry Stephanie? That pressure wasn't really for him. It's more or less like, hey, we didn't raise her like this, make an honest woman out of her. That's how it translated to me. Right. Because I got I know plenty of men who just got babies out there in the world. No one says anything to them about it unless they're not paying their child support or if they're in a relationship with that person. But if you're you're doing your financial right. obligation. No one cares. You know, you spend little time. You spend time with little tink tink, all that good stuff. Everyone's fine, but the <laughs> moment you do wrong by that kid, then people are getting your face. So the same thing with me. As long as he was around, yes. people are wondering. Like every time we went to a family function, when y'all gonna get married? You not married yet? Then we got engaged. Okay, you're engaged. You still not married? Like, well, damn. Like, I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> Can we do right. stuff in so our like own time? Expectations are different based on the man's situation, but a woman can remain single, and you are getting all kinds of questions about your life decisions, as if uh, it's like almost like a mm-hmm. way of saying like I didn't raise you like this. But it's like you know I don't feel comfortable asking a woman of any age why don't you have kids yet? I don't know your situation. I'm not inside your uterus. I'm not walking around with a ultrasound machine to make sure things are right before I ask you a dumb question about why you don't have kids yet I know plenty of men who have made it to their 30s and 40s with no kids no one asks them questions about why don't you have kids but everyone's checking for a woman's uterus why don't you have any kids yet so I think it's like when if as long as a man doesn't have any responsibilities at all people are fine you know what I'm saying as long as he's not jobless was what I've noticed so if he's working no one's going to ask him anything. Oh, <laughs> that is one thing that we need to put a pin in for next time about how, um, I guess if we're going to mm. talk about double standards, we need to be fair. If you are a jobless woman, nobody is really going to talk about <laughs> you as bad as if you're well, a jobless man. Hands, <laughs> about that. But it's like, you know, if they're, if they're working, I mean, you know, ask them a whole bunch of questions, the men. 
But if a a woman could be could have everything going for her, and people are still acting like they're walking around with an ultrasound machine trying to see if you got a baby in there yet, they don't even <laughs> care if you have a man half the time. Like you, like it's not even. No, like they dating. really don't. How's your dating life? Are you in a good, healthy relationship? I know that's kind of an unrealistic expect, um, not expectation, but question. But no one's thinking of thinking it out before they speak. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I, my parents weren't able to have a child, and they adopted me 11 years uh-huh. into their marriage. So I can only imagine how my mom must have felt hearing that question all the time to be married for that long. And Ugh. not have a child of your own. I'm not gonna put her medical business out there, but that would be painful as hell to me to know that yeah, I've been trying. And how many years does she have to put right. up with those you know, questions? Or you see little kids running around, Ugh. and you're reminded constantly of your own circumstances. So I think at some point you have to kind of step back and think about if this was you. How would it make me feel to be annoyed by people's questions based on their expectations and stuff? And did and, and reevaluate your expectations of other people. Did the shit work out well for you when you when you had this quick marriage? Right. Because you know you know it's a ton of people out there who are quote unquote old school and got and you know had their kids in in wedlock. They had shotgun marriages. Let's let's be real. You were pregnant the day you got married. You oh so yes, they did. You got married because no one's having. People really act like like single motherhood right. is new. People really act like single motherhood is a a new thing, and I'm not gonna get into it because it irks my nerves when I go online and I see people going on these tangents about. Um, single motherhood and how specifically black women um but yeah single motherhood is not a new thing i wish people would stop being so critical of single mothers they didn't put themselves in that situation um like i said before that is a topic probably for another day that we can really get into because there's so many different just areas we can touch on but like you said shotgun weddings are not They've been around forever. I mean, shotgun weddings have been around Mm. forever. And even before it was a shotgun wedding, it was, y'all are, that's it. You're in this forever now, whether you like it or not. Right. Like, I honestly feel like I wouldn't change anything that I've done, right? Because then that would change Uh the course of my life forever. However, if I had the opportunity, I would have the same kids that I have now at a later time because being a mom for this long, it's been challenging. Like I I basically, I gave my whole 20s, Uh all my 20s to motherhood, right? But it, the biggest challenge for me was just, you know, really getting to know the person that I made a kid with. Like, it took a little longer. We got a mm-hmm. little extra stuff going on that we, we have to learn. We have to learn how to be in a relationship with each other. And we have to learn how to be parents now, like right effing now. But it, it actually, it, you know, it, it molded us into who we are now, how we care for each other now, all that good stuff. Cool beans, bet. That trajectory is not for everyone. The whole haphazard, wild, crazy teenager who just did whatever, who happened to remain with the same person for a long ass time, doesn't happen for everyone. So I don't feel like I need to give people the Stephanie blueprint on how to keep a man forever when the shit just happened by chance. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I can't put my expectations on people because I walked into. My my what is now my current situation seventeen years ago I walked into that with no right. expectations at all, you know the, the chips fell where they fell, and I just went ahead and and just tried to live life. So maybe the best we. I could. Oh, sorry. And I think no, that go ahead, finish. Go I ahead. want you to finish. No, but I think that you know everyone doesn't have realistic expectations for themselves or for I, other I people. Agree. So it makes it harder to really expect people to mind their business, so to speak, 
and not put <laughs> not put unfair expectations. And I just want to close it out then by saying on this topic, um, just worry about your own path. Um, like I said in the beginning of this topic, your own path is where you need to be going. And your decisions are what you need to be doing. That's the best for you at that moment in time. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't compare what you're doing to what somebody else is doing, especially if you're tacking on an age, you know, that you have to get it by. If, if that's what you want to do for your own personal goals, that's one thing, but it's pointless to put that kind mm-hmm. of pressure on yourself because everybody out here is on their own path and there's absolutely no reason for you to compare none like nobody is better than you for doing what they're doing or achieving what they achieve by a certain point in their life just just don't do it cuz you're just going to stress yourself out like you should you should worry more about like the, the quality of your life versus is this going to sound strange the quantity of your life as in what how many things have i achieved by this point versus how mm-hmm. happy am i in my life by this point that should be the real measure of your success are you happy totally that's yeah agreed and i think if anything even touching on the other topic, we aren't the same. <laughs> like, you have to really think, am I realistic in what it is I'm accomplishing? And am I focused on myself versus trying to sweep in front of somebody else's front? Right. <laughs> so, if anything, um, little Hildegard out there, <laughs> if you're listening, we are adulting differently. Um, seek help. <laughs> All right, I'm done. There's no, there's no, no. Oh, you had to, you had to end it with your petty your petty passions. Jab, 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 jab. There, and it's crazy as it really was just something I read. I don't know this person from a bucket of paint, but I adult differently, and I'm more realistic. But that's not a a brag, humbly or otherwise. Like, just look at yourself in the mirror. Make sure you do. There we go. All right, all of our wonderful listeners, we are glad that you stuck it out with us. Uh, Sorry, we went a little long today. We hope that you were entertained, engaged. I don't think we said anything that would enrage anyone, but uh, overall, we hope that you enjoyed. Uh, This is Takara once again with a Thousand Miles Apart podcast, and. Come on, girl. I'm Stephanie, and goodbye. Here, damn. Peanut to I'm sorry. All right, bye, guys. I'm leaving that in. I'm not going to edit out. Bye.